Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Player 54 Podcast, a show focused solely on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host, Michael Lathrop. Hello, football fans. This is episode 89, NFL Possibly Adopting XFL Rules. This episode is brought to you by our friends at True Victory. If you are not perfect, if you have ever struggled, if you have ever failed, if you have ever been the underdog, if you have ever doubted yourself or been doubted by others, if you want to get better, be better, and make our world better, this is the perfect brand for you. Founded by U.S. military veterans, True Victory is a sportswear and streetwear brand dedicated to building everyday champions on and off the field. True Victory is not simply a company, they're a cause. Its purpose is to transform lives and elevate humanity through the power and unity of sports, positive stories, and serving others. They are dedicated to the game, the grind, and the globe. But most importantly, they are dedicated to you. If you want to strive for something better, While proudly showing others your determination, grit, and supporting people like yourself, check out the True Victory Shop by simply clicking on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code PLAYER54 at checkout to receive 15% off your purchase. This past week was another significant week of developments for the XFL. In addition, contributor and friend of the show, Brian Roth, returns to discuss the National Football League's consideration of adopting the XFL kickoff rule. But first, we have those developments to cover. So, let's get to it. On August 7th, the XFL announced the hire of Katie Greenberg as the D.C. Defenders Vice President of Business and Events Operations, as well as Evan Ashton as the San Antonio Brahma's Vice President of Business and Events Operations. Also, on August 7th, Pro Football Newsroom journalist James Larson reported XFL teams will be hosting minicamps and workouts. He shared the following. The Orlando Guardians minicamp is September 6th and 7th, and the D.C. Defenders workout is September 13th. On August 9th, per an XFL press release, teams claimed the rights to 28 players following the combine. For a list of the players claimed, visit XFL.com. Also on August 9th, the XFL Communications Department announced a trade between the Seattle Sea Dragons and St. Louis Battlehawks. The Sea Dragons received linebacker Silas Kelly, and the Battlehawks received tight end Charlie Taumupu, as well as the claiming rights to an additional player, whom the Battlehawks used on defensive lineman Christian Mejia. As I have previously mentioned, we will now be joined by contributor and friend of the show Brian Roth to discuss the National Football League's consideration of adopting the XFL kickoff rule. Welcome back, Brian. I appreciate returning to the show to discuss the National Football League's consideration of adopting the XFL kickoff rule. Thank you for having me, Mike. I appreciate being back on. It's been a while. (laughs) You're welcome, man. You are right. It has been a while since you've been on the show. And if I recall correctly, I believe your last appearance was episode 19 in March of 2022. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been a good while. <laughs> so much has happened in the XFL and the ecosystem of football as a whole. 
But to rewind a bit, almost a year prior to the XFL 2023 mm-hmm. season, the league announced its partnership with the National Football League on innovation opportunities to advance the game of football, obviously with the National Football League. So it appears that we now see this partnership becoming something more tangible for us fans to see. So we recently had multiple news outlets have reported the National Football League are considering adopting the XFL kickoff rule. Just to mention a few, just so people know of these reports' legitimacy, we have Bleacher Report, CBS Sports, NBC Sports, Sporting News, Sports Illustrated. I mean, so as a diehard supporter of the National Football League's Buffalo Bills, and someone who not only watches XFL games, but who has also attended two New York Guardians games with me back in 2020. So I know that you're in tune with the XFL. You are more than aware of its kickoff. So what is your first thoughts when you heard of this possibility? Well, my first thought was, I like it because um, unlike the NFL where many kickoffs become touchbacks and not a lot get returned in the XFL. There's a lot of returns that happen. And I think making the kickoff, you know, an actual live play that gets utilized a lot, I think is a good thing that the NFL should consider. But then on top of that, what I do like about the XFL kickoff is that it's sort of designed to be quote unquote safer than your typical kickoff where in the NFL, there's a lot of high collisions, high impact plays from the kickoff, which result in a lot of concussions. Or I remember back in my childhood, the Kevin Everett situation with the Bills when he got injured off, off of a kickoff. And the XFL kickoff rule is supposed to be designed to take away some of those you know, high impact plays because there's people that have a 50, 60 yard head start, so to say, um, off the kickoff. So I think by making the kickoff more relevant and also um, getting rid of some of those like high impact plays that do result in a lot of concussions or serious injuries off of kickoffs, I think is definitely something the NFL should consider to make that part of the game much more useful or relevant towards the game today. Now it's interesting. You just kind of shared a couple of things that stand out to you, right? And why you think the NFL should consider. So, I can see a number of factors playing a role in this potential discussion. So I can see one being synergy between football leagues, which if anything could help boost the casual, which typically are the NFL fans we refer to as casual because they don't tune into your arena, your alternative leagues or the ones that are playing North of the border or over in Europe. Right? So we refer to a lot of diehards as the people that, follow all of football because they are diehard football people. They want football all the time. So we think it would help boost those casual fans, the NFL fans, interest in alternative football leagues, such as the XFL. I can also see this being insurance driven. You know, there are less than a handful of insurance companies who will write policies for football. And if anyone recalls in the lead up to 2020, there was only two companies that the you know, Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck had a shot at at that point. No one else was even willing to even entertain the idea of writing a policy for a league. So insurance could always be a factor. Also, 
front and center is just health and safety of players. The XFL rule does reduce injuries, as you have alluded to, whether that be in in an insurance-driven aspect of health and safety or whether it just be in the league itself, knowing that they have a certain number they they like to reduce because things have changed since, you know, the earlier days of the National Football League fighting whether concussions were a problem or not. And obviously we're well beyond that. There's legitimate protocols, and we even saw last year with Tua in his ongoing situations of how serious the league did investigate into stuff like that. So we know, okay, could that just be league-driven, not necessarily insurance-driven? Could it be just the fact that we are on the cusp of times that we need to make sure we have you know, the kickoff? It's better than eliminating the kickoff altogether, like essentially the Alliance of American Football did. And lastly, coming down to just the quality of play, guaranteeing returns. No fair catches, no touchbacks like you had alluded to. So, I mean, obviously I just listed off a bunch of factors, which if we're going to really look at this, we already know the XFL did its homework in the lead up to 2020. I mean, they spent a lot of money and they were working with not only certain people, Swartstein and Dean Blandino and all these guys were involved. They worked with a lot of community colleges to perfect this, right? To keep tweaking it, to get it. They knew how much of an impact or how much safer this was going to be. So we know that a lot of money was spent. The NFL doesn't have to do it this time around. All that data has already been collected. They can kind of see it. So of all these factors, which likely play the biggest or the more realistic consideration of the national football league. I mean, you make a lot of great points, especially when it comes to the insurance factor. I do think that a lot of it does have to be with player health and, you know, ensuring the health and safety of players because injuries, especially in NFL happen a lot. And especially just football in general, it's a very injuries are bound to happen almost any play. And um, I think that with this new kickoff rule doesn't necessarily uh, take away having injuries because that would be impossible, but it will greatly reduce like the risk of, you know, serious injuries that would come off of, of kickoffs. So I think that's definitely one of the bigger factors. And as I alluded to before, I think just making the kickoff relevant again and making the kickoff, you know, a part of the game again is probably the reason why they're at least looking into this because even if a player receives the kickoff, right they're still going to actually, you know, take it and, you know, gain some yardage off of it. And then they can also have the opportunity to, you know, do some trick plays as we've seen before this year with the XFL, a couple of trick plays being made during these kickoffs as well. So a lot of things can be sort of tweaked and sort of used. And I think that the biggest thing with this, I would say would be just making this part of the game relevant again and useful. Let's just be honest. So it's not just the XFL have been trying to be innovative. Okay. So we saw the 2020s where this rule essentially was created, but the XFL did tweak it for 2023 with the addition of the option, the onside kick or the fourth and 15 conversion, which I'll be very honest before the season kicked off. I just like, Oh, this is going to be terrible. The fourth and 15 option. And right in week one, the Battlehawks at the Brahmas. And when that came to light, when they did it and they pulled it off, yeah, the excitement, 
it changed everything with that game. You're not totally out. And it's hard to fathom, you know, one like myself wasn't taking momentum into consideration that if you just came off a drive that's got you now all pumped and motivated, your offense is firing it on cylinders. And guess who's not? The defense that you were just up against. So fourth and 15, I thought was going to have a far less conversion rate than what it actually is. I even after speaking with Dean Blandino on a couple episodes that I've had, he was right. And I mean, I, I, who am I to tell him he wasn't? Cause I was thinking like, it just doesn't seem right. But when they converted, it changed the whole dynamic. The game is much more exciting. It's like this game is not over type of thing right down to the wire. So they made that tweak, but we know the national football league has been making some tweaks themselves to the kickoffs in recent mm-hmm. years, right? They've been trying to figure it out now. They didn't go to, the extent obviously that the XFL has. And I think maybe that's where they're like, okay, we made some tweaks, but it's not necessarily better. So I think they're in this limbo of like, okay, we are not getting returns too many, you know, touchbacks, too many, this, that now that this is on the table. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, that fourth and 15, is that what they're considering? You see, this is the stuff that's not out. Is it actually (laughs) the way they line up? You know, with the teams lining up, kicking team on the opposing 35 and the return teams on their own 30. And then, you know, and so we don't know what this is. So for all transparency on our end, we don't have the transparency on the National Football League's end, right? So it's easier to kind of talk in totality, but mm-hmm. I also felt we should kind of share that for a moment. And knowing the NFL is tweaking some things, we don't know whole wholeheartedly what it is they're looking to tweak is it the whole thing adopting because that's what it sounds like it sounds like adopting the xfl kickoff rule and if that's the case it sounds like the way they line up for the kickoff and it sounds like the onsides option right so i mean is that fair i mean because we didn't quite jump into that before we kind of got into so i thought it's fair to kind of discuss that for a second yeah i mean I think you make a great point in that if you're talking about the XFL kickoff kickoff rule, then it would have to be considered, as you mentioned, in totality. So not just the kickoff itself, but for the onside. And for the record, I would like to say that I I watched that the Brahmas uh, Battlehawks game, as you mentioned, and saw the converted fourth and fifteen, and it makes a heck of a difference. And I think. Um, I think including something like that in the NFL would actually be great because then not only does it have a chance for a team to keep momentum, but then also it takes a play like that, I wouldn't say away from the kicker per se, and make it and make it like you give it to quarterback, like one of their best players on the field, and you know have a chance for them to make a play to get the momentum going again. And I think especially in a league that's star driven. I think given an opportunity like that and putting it on your quarterback shoulders would just be a great thing for the NFL to also consider as well. So I think if you consider one half of the kickoff rule, you should definitely consider the other half as well on totality and really give that a consideration to see if it would be beneficial to the league. Well, what does it do? It gives opportunities for star players, quarterbacks, but it also means that if you have a team that maybe your your offense isn't your strong point, right? Maybe you got mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a carousel at the quarterback position. Maybe you want to rely on your kicker a little bit more. So it doesn't eliminate the onside. It may reduce the the attempts of true onside kicks, but it might also bring a chance to be like, 
who doesn't want to see Patrick Mahomes, right? In the case of Buffalo Bills fans, would probably rather see Josh Allens and whatever heroics and Joe Burrow and whoever the other rising stars may be, right? I mean, there's a million quarterbacks you could always mention, but like there comes a point, there's certain people that probably want to see their star player try to make that play, try to make it happen. Where other teams, it may not be the case. I mean, heck, I'm a Dolphins fan. If Tua's not in it, we don't necessarily know if we're on our second or third string quarterback because we just saw this last year, right? Maybe we want to take our chance with our kicker actually doing an onside kick. So I think the option is a big thing, especially in the National Football League with the League of Stars, and that could be mm-hmm. a big thing. So to reel this kind of back in versus talking too much about players and whatnot, I have noticed a good number of football fans who oppose the XFL kickoff rule, claim it is essentially just garbage or that eliminates the kickoff touchdown returns. To those who believe this, I must just remind them that that is not true, right? The garbage piece is an opinion piece, all right? I can't tell you how you can feel about that. But during the 2020 XFL season, there were two returns for touchdowns. So I just have to put it out there for anyone that may be tuning into this for the first time. That may not necessarily be an XFL fan or may not be, you know, then they're just kind of like, oh, this has got, you know, they're going to talk about NFL stuff. The Battlehawks versus the New York Guardians, Battlehawks took it to the house. The Renegades versus the New York Guardians, the Renegades took it to the house. So for me, for a season and a half of an eight-league team, Obviously, that's nowhere near the amount of games that are played in the National Football League on any given season, even for a season and a half. Two two returns for touchdowns seems like a decent percentage. Do you think the XFL kickoff rule hinders the big kickoff return? Oh, not at all. I mean, that I have attended a Bills game this past year where I saw two kickoff returns for touchdowns in one game, but at the same time, that's always the exception rather than the norm. But I mean, I think um, a lot of what might be need to be tweaked out by both teams is maybe the style of blocking that happens, you know, during the kickoff return in the X for the XFL. Cause if I've read correctly, they usually use like say zone blocking, you know, zone run blocking, you know, schemes when it comes to uh, returning those kicks. So sometimes those um, big returns don't necessarily happen as much, maybe through blocking screen schemes, which can always be worked out. I just think that, especially with the XFL kickoff rule, since you're going to have more returns and, you know, more live balls, there's going to be more chances for somebody to, to have a nice kickoff return or even take it to the house. And if you go from eight teams to 32 in the NFL, then that number can, you know, increase as well. So, I mean, as you say, when it comes to, I don't say casual NFL fans, but fans just blasting the XFL kickoff rule, as you say, it's mostly just opinion or maybe just not giving the XFL a chance. But I think when you actually look into the numbers, then I, then you really can say that the XFL kickoff rule release provide more excitement, at least give more opportunity for those bigger plays to happen because otherwise you're going to see footballs just go through the end zone or just a lot of touchbacks. So either or. (laughs) And I can just throw an opinion in here. I don't do it all the time. I'd rather as a kicker's approaching to kick the ball, 
know that it's not 50-50. There's going to be a return of sorts. Then on the National Football League, it's going to be 50-50. It's either going to the back of the end zone, fair kick, you know, there might be a return. I'm like, I would just want to know there's a play. Because mm-hmm. on a kickoff, maybe it's just time to go use a restroom for the National Football League. You've got a 50-50 chance you may not even see anything happen or may not see anything happen. Or the, in the XFL, something's going to happen. It may not be a big play, but there is going to be a return. There is going to be potentially a fumble where the the kicking team might be able to recover it down there. Right? There's a bunch of things that could happen that it's it's a legitimate play. So I think that's where you know people's opinions, again, I'm sharing mine. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like, all right, yeah, may, maybe there's not as many returns as people think there should be. But, I mean, when you look at it, there's only four XFL games each weekend. And it's only for 10 weeks. But the NFL has way more games each week, even with buying weeks, because there's so many more teams. And it has an extended season. So, I mean, like, if we're going to look at percentages, I think the XFL percentage for kick returns, you know, for a touchdown, forget about just the big plays, the bigger yardage, I think they're probably pretty much in line. But it is way safer, right? So just just for that. Seeing that the National Football League's preseason is underway and its regular season is less than a month away, it is pretty obvious that this inclusion is not possible for the 2023 National Football League season. It's not like anyone's going to be, oh, they decided against it because they're playing without it. All right, hold on, people. Obviously, it wasn't for this year because whatever rules are going to be implemented for the 2023 season would have been done prior to preseason. It's already underway. How likely do you think it is that the NFL owners will actually vote on it and make this become a reality for the 24 National Football League season, 2024 National Football League season? That's definitely a tough question to answer. I mean, because as you say, there's not a lot of transparency with the NFL. I mean, they're saying they're considering it, but your guess is good as mine, whether um, they'll actually adopt it. And if they adopt it, how soon? So I can't necessarily say that it would be adopted by the 2024 season. Maybe it's a case where they're considering it. They might want to see like a little more data on like how exactly it works and over a longer period of time before they put up to a vote, but I think maybe 2024 might be a little bit soon, but if they get, say if they go through another XFL season where they see some good returns for that, then they might consider it for future years down the road or sort of try to work towards something similar to the XFL kickoff rule. So to be transparent, I believe the next big meeting for ownership in the National Football League is actually the week leading up to the Super Bowl. So if that's the case, we're seeing it right there at the very end of January, right? Very end of January is likely when the meeting will take place because I believe, oh no, it would be February because I believe the the Pro Bowl is the 4th of February this year in Orlando. So I'm, I'm just trying to think it through. I don't have it here in front of me. So it would be yeah. the, that first week of February, probably right after Pro Bowl when the ownership would talk. That would probably be the earliest that a vote could actually take place. Uh, so I'm just I'm trying to be as transparent as I can with what I'm aware of how things function because with the season underway, I don't see anything worried about future things. If not, they might be dealing with more pressing issues if there are meetings to be had during the season. I know I'm going to put you on the spot here. Looking at the XFL rulebook, what other innovative rules that you've seen from the XFL could be potentially the next one to be considered by the National Football League. I think mostly we talked about the kickoff and the onside kick rule, which I did like from the XFL. If there was something that I 
didn't necessarily see, I would say too much from the XFL that I did like. And I think that would be something unique for the, the NFL to maybe try out would be something along the lines of that two forward pass rule that you had sometimes where behind the skirt line of skirmish where, you know, you had two forward passes that could sort of be another way to sort of, you know, invite some trickery or sort of, you know, open things up. Uh, some of the games I've watched, they tried that and it didn't necessarily work out the way it did. But I think all sometimes all it takes is um, just an offensive coordinator with an offensive mind to really make things work. And I think if that's a rule that comes into play, I can definitely see a team like, say, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and whoever else that they do like to be innovative, invite some little trickery, really take advantage of that and really have add another element to their dominance, so to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm always intrigued by that. I don't think we see it enough. So I think the few times that we do see it, it's probably one of those things that are not practiced as much mm-hmm. as probably it should be if you're going to utilize a play like that. So it is an intriguing rule to me and one that I wish I could see more of. Yeah. Because if it's in there, for out of all the plays coming out of games, I mean, you don't even see it every week between the four games that are played in the XFL. But, I mean, it would seem like it could be an interesting play if teams would perfect it. Now, it doesn't yeah. have your bread and butter, but it does have to be just in the scheming, the planning for. be nice to have those already in the already called plays to, when the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the first series. You know, those teams already go out there. But, yeah, I, I'd find that intriguing. I just thought I'd ask because we always hear how the NFL's overtime rule never satisfies anybody right it's it may be slightly better than what it used to be in the past but still not better it seems like it always just it's not right so i'm not saying we've seen enough of the x-file overtime rule to see how that would actually play out and whether we'd actually like to see that mm-hmm. if we saw it more repetitively but i just i wondered if that would be something that the the league would look at but there's probably just not enough tape on it for them to really like no, here's the rule book but mm-hmm. Again, how do we just see it actually implemented? Do people actually care for it? Does it generate excitement? Does it take away what the naysayers have been saying about our own? So I wonder if that's something that hopefully here with the 2024 XFL season, we might get to see a little bit more of. And that's something that well, we'll see if we like it or not ourselves, but let alone if the National Football League might have another blueprint for something to consider for themselves. But I, again, I, I'm all about synergy. I think it's very important throughout the football ecosystem for things to work because not that leagues can't be different because the college game definitely has different play and different rules Mm -hmm. to some extent than what the National Football League does. You know, obviously the one foot in bounds, which the XFL obviously adopts versus the two feet in bounds. Maybe that synergy is a bigger issue than maybe I realize, but it doesn't seem it. But there are some things like maybe the kickoff and keeping that in the game and punts and stuff like that would be a bigger deal. But not to drag this out anymore we have to brian it has been a pleasure and i appreciate you taking the time to return to the show to discuss the national football league's consideration of adopting the xfl's kickoff rule thank you once again for having me mike and it's a pleasure always to talk oh it is you know and i feel bad that we haven't made this happen again sooner since (laughs) march of 2022 but uh hey we got the rest of this off season we even have another whole season on the horizon so who knows? I may be calling, Brian. But right, sounds if, good. If you'd like to put yourself out there and see if anyone wants to see who this guy is I brought on, because I've picked up a lot of new followers and listeners along the way. They're probably like, I don't even know who this guy is. If you want to put yourself out there with your social media channels and whatnot, go ahead. 
Yeah, I'm only on what's now called X, which is uh, my account is at uh, bros 63 Mostly tweet about, you know, sports, NFL, you name it. And that's mostly my social media. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you, Brian. For those of you who are new or newer to the show, you are likely unaware that Brian was the first person to come onto the show as a guest and became the original contributor who helped build the foundation and shift the show in the direction of what it is today. I am grateful for our friendship and his willingness to come back after an extended absence and contribute once again. Unfortunately, we do not have any fan line messages this week. If you have an XFL related comment, question, or hot take and would like it to be heard on the show, reach out to the fan line by calling 863. Talk XFL or 863-825-5935. Doing so, your message could be included in an upcoming episode. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Player 54 Podcast. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts, and if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform of choice. One last thing. If you are interested in checking out our friends over at True Victory, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, PLAYER54, for 15% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Player 54 Podcast on your platform of choice. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Player 54 Podcast. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to player54podcast at gmail.com.